Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one scrumptious page of Talmud a day. And what a guest today, Jeffrey Oskowitz, the co-executive producer of the Great Big Jewish Food Fest. When is it again, Jeffrey? Remind me. May 19th through May 28th. Hallelujah. And I'm very excited to take part in it with Unorthodox, and Jeffrey will tell us more about it. He's also the author of one of my favorite books, The Gefilte Manifesto. He's the chief pickler and co-owner of the Gefilteria, and just one of the smartest, funnest Jewish food and food in general geniuses working out there today. Hello, Jeffrey. Thank you so much for joining us. Liel, so good to speak with you. Thank you for that warm introduction. And so I want to hear a little bit more about the festival, which everyone listening should check out. But first, um, today's page of Talmud raises what I think may be the answer to a great big Jewish mystery, which is the origins of your favorite food and mine, the gefilte fish. We learned from today's page, Shabbat 74, about one of the prohibitions uh, that we're not supposed to do on Shabbat. This one is called borer, meaning picking different types of food from amongst other type of foods, like, for example, picking bones from a fish which seems to me to be a pretty good answer to the question, why do we eat this fish patty thing that could be served cold? It seems to me like the Talmud is giving us the kind of perfect answer to why we have gefilte fish and furthermore, why we have it on Shabbat. And so I want to hear everything. Tell us, will you please, the origins of this magnificent dish that we all have such complex relationships with. So, you know, every Jewish food has sort of the actual reason why Jewish people eat it. And then there's the Talmudic or Jewish or halachic version. Right. So this idea, I grew up always hearing it, that you serve gefilte fish because on Shabbat or the holidays because you're not supposed to remove the bone from the flesh. I never liked this definition. Uh, why not? Because I always eat a whole chicken and remove the bones from the flesh when I eat a whole chicken on Shabbat. And why isn't that a problem? So I've always just struggled with that. However, there's certainly some truth to it. That said, there are, in terms of what are the origins of gefilte fish, there's lots of places to start. One of which is if you look at um, medieval European courts, there was a style of, of sewing together different parts of different animals to serve dishes that looked like these new creatures. And there was one style that was done was actually creating like the Leviathan, essentially. This was a, a noble dish that was um, fish skin that was then the filling, the stuffing, um, the flesh was removed and then stuffed back in. Oh, my God. This is kind of both gross and incredible. Well, that's what gefilte fish means in Yiddish uh, and, and in German. Gefilte means stuffed. Right. So traditionally, what gefilte fish is, is a stuffed fish. So if we want to think about what the essence of gefilte fish is, it was the fact that you removed and then replaced more so than you just had these patties that we know today, which I would argue are, are more modern post stuffing version of gefilte fish. And so perhaps the question is, and what I think is interesting is this isn't maybe why gefilte fish was developed, but maybe why gefilte fish caught on for the Sabbath, right? Why it became very popular uh, in the Jewish community was because it actually met with this requirement not to remove the bones from flesh. How convenient if you're removing the flesh anyway, and then stuffing back and then baking a, a, a mega fish that you would serve on your table to impress all of your guests, and it's good for the Sabbath. Well, now you have your cake and you can eat it too. <laughs> so 
I've I have a sensitive question now. I'm I'm a huge fan of the Gefilte Fish. I should say that the best I've ever had is the one that you make, which is commercially available and is just absolutely mind-numbingly great. Thank you. But I want to ask, why do so many among us have complicated relationship with gefilte fish? And how would you suggest that someone who may have some of these ambivalent feelings go out there and learn to love this glorious dish? How can we reclaim it? Oh my gosh, I've been thinking about this for 10 years. I know, you're, the, you're, the, you're, the, you're the Mashiach of gefilte fish. There's so much gefilte fish hate out there. It's it's absurd. I mean, even even something that I really enjoyed, the Saturday Saturday Night Seder uh, of quarantine, there were three gefilte fish jokes about how bad it is, right? It's just become part of a culture to make fun of this dish. And that's actually why I started the gefilteria, was because all my non-Ashkenazi friends would laugh at gefilte fish as the sausage of the sea as something embarrassing. <laughs> and... And, you know, I grew up eating homemade gefilte fish. You know, I didn't eat the gefilte fish in a jar. I mean, occasionally I'd go to, to synagogue and at the Kiddush there'd be some jarred gefilte fish that like, okay, I ate. I, I was, it was not my favorite, but it was fine. But that it was really, it's that jar of gefilte fish, this symbol of mid-century industrialization, these gelatinous blobs, basically, these gray oblong shapes in a gel that's actually a synthetic gel that is what most people, I think, assume gefilte fish actually is. And they go to the kosher aisle of the supermarket, we're next to the powdered potato pancake mix, right next to the latke mix, next to those little tubes of bean soup, you know, that I'm talking about, the ones you buy. Oh, sadly I do. Yeah, the, the packaged kosher aisle is the most embarrassing part of the supermarket. If you're a Jewish person in the suburbs in the United States, you just don't want this to represent you. But for so many people, especially those who, you know, grew up, like I said, with big supermarkets and these aisles, they grew up thinking that this is what gefilte fish was. They did not know that it could be made from scratch, made with really good quality fish, made with love and care, served with a homemade grated horseradish, which when you grate it yourself, it's so much more pungent and strong and they can get a better sense when you eat a really lovingly made gefilte fish of just how complete this food is and, and the story it tells. The fact that you eat gefilte fish with horseradish, it's just like sushi and wasabi. It's no different. You eat the horseradish with the gefilte fish because the horseradish is antimicrobial, just like the role that wasabi plays with sushi. It was an insurance policy in a pre-refrigeration day. What's not more inspiring than that? And to all your haters out there, I will say you have you have two assignments uh, for this week. First of all, if you can, get your hands on a gefilteria gefilte fish so you can taste the taste of real incredible gefilte fish and or get your hands on the gefilte manifesto and follow Jeffrey Eskowitz's amazing both stories and recipes. Now, Jeffrey, I will be amiss if I didn't ask you to tell us a little bit because this is coming right up and this is such an amazing event that I'm so proud to partake in myself. Tell us a little bit about the Great Big Jewish Food Fest. Oh my gosh, yes. This is uh, a 10-day virtual food festival. Who would have thought a virtual food festival? <laughs> Actually, it's really exciting. There are scheduled events that are taking place, uh, including the live taping of the Unorthodox podcast, which I'm particularly excited about. There's also going to be a cook-along with chefs Mike Solomonov and Gail Simmons and Adina Sussman and Enat Admoni. Uh, there's going to be... We're calling anytime content. There's going to be film screenings 
There's going to be virtual tours of Montreal and of the Lower East Side. Mm. There's so much happening on Instagram at Great Big Jewish Food Fest, including giveaways and story takeovers and Instagram lives. And uh, there are also what I'm really most excited about. And because it's so hard to gather and convene and host people for Shabbat at this time during the pandemic, there are community events. You can host a Shabbat dinner. You can go to happy hours that are themed with people who might share interests with you. You know, um, I'm particularly excited about sort of my friends who work in the deli industry. There's a deli industry professional happy hour. Like, how crazy is that? Oh, my God. Uh, and then I, I never want to leave. Oh, my gosh. And then there's the Shabbat dinner. So it's just going to be 10 days of so much to celebrate, even at a time when celebrating is hard. And it's all raising money for funds and charities supporting COVID-19 relief efforts supporting organizations that are feeding the hungry. Uh, at this point, talking to you, already raised $20,000. We're planning on raising a lot more during many of the events, including some events that will have matching grants for the duration of the event. So we're just really excited to uh, invite people to this festival and to um, come together, have fun, while we also support a lot of the efforts out there to support our community. I love it. What's a website we should go to check it out? jewishfoodfest.org and check out at Great Big Jewish Food Fest on Instagram. Jeffy Oskowitz, you are an inspiration. Thank you so much for defending the humble gefilte fish. Thank you so much for organizing this great festival and for all you do. Well, thank you so much. What a pleasure to be here with you. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.